You're listening to the Skylight Books Podcast. We're an independent, general interest bookstore putting great reads in the hands of people in the Los Feliz neighborhood of Los Angeles. Hosted by resident Skylighters, we're here to bring you new and exciting author conversations, group reads, and bookseller chats. Happy listening. Hello, lovely listeners, and welcome back to the Skylight Books Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie, and today we are so excited to welcome Summer Mishadsko to talk about her new book, Fat Girls Hiking, an Inclusive Guide to Getting Outdoors at Any Size or Ability. Summer Mishad Skog is the founder of Fat Girls Hiking, a hiking community centered on a body positive mission to get folks of diverse backgrounds out on trails, no matter their size, ability, or experience level. With more than 24,000 Instagram followers and 29 and counting official chapters across the country, FGH continues to grow by the day. Trails Not Scales is their motto, and it's all powered by Summer's grassroots efforts, tireless work ethic, and gregarious, welcoming attitude. Not only is Summer a self-starting leader of a vital community, she also holds a degree in creative writing and is a photographer in her spare time. Thanks so much for being here, Summer. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. I'm so excited to chat with you. Did you want to start by reading us a little something from the book? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to read... um, three short sections from the chapter body liberation in nature the power of words I have been called fat for most of my life the first time I can remember was in elementary school three girls always picked on me for how I looked and what clothes I wore one weekend I got a perm at my grandma's house it was the 80s kids got perms and I was excited to go back to school with my new look In gym class, the first day back, we played volleyball or dodgeball or some game with a ball. And one of the girls said to another, ha, look at Summer. She looks like Shirley Temple. The other girl responded, no, she's too fat to be Shirley Temple. She looks like Medusa. They called me Medusa for years after that. It stung. I was so ashamed. From a very young age, girls are told both implicitly and explicitly that the way we look is something people can use to harm, discredit, and shame us. Society bases our value, worth, and personal security on how attractive or pleasant we look to others. It places value on our bodies according to how they conform to arbitrary aesthetics and functionality. Diet culture is a system of beliefs that values thinness as an ideal body type and encourages weight loss, disordered eating, and exercise to achieve the idolized body type by any means. It affects every facet of our society and is upheld by the systems of oppression woven into that fabric, including white supremacy, patriarchy, colonial standards of beauty, capitalism, gender norms, and cis-heteronormativity. Diet culture is steeped in ableism, classism, racism, sexism, and shame, and it equates thinness to a person's moral value. Whew, that's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna go on to another section in the same chapter. Um, My formative years were difficult at times, but they gave me strength. I forged a path to body adoration that, without a doubt, led down trails lined with old growth trees and waterfalls deep in the forests of the Pacific Northwest. I didn't know my body's strength and resilience until I put myself in situations where I had to rely on my intuition, knowledge, and creative problem solving to get my fat body from the trailhead through the woods and to the destination. I learned to trust my body. I learned to trust myself. I spun myself around, head thrown back to look up at the canopy of trees overhead, and much of the shame society placed on my body fell away. I'm fat, and I want to be considered a real hiker. When I first began hiking on a regular basis, it seemed like a label I wasn't allowed to claim. Hikers look a certain way, I was told. Hikers have a certain gear, I was told. Hikers traverse a specific landscape, distance, and elevation gain. 
Even though I went on hikes that challenged me and continued to hike farther than I'd ever gone before, I couldn't be a real hiker because I was fat. Research and knowledge were integral to building my confidence and making me comfortable enough to call myself a hiker. In the beginning, I would see numbers on a hike on, on hike descriptions and not understand what they meant. When I read that a popular Portland hike was 16,000 feet of elevation gain in 2.5 miles, I didn't know what that meant in terms of how steep the hike was or how long it would feel for my fat body with chronic pain. All I knew was that I would do my best, listen to my body, and honor my needs. I would often be sweaty, out of breath, tired, and the slowest person on the trail, but when I made it to the summit or waterfall or whatever my destination was, it always felt like another seed of trust planted within me. The hike back down felt like growth. I would be so happy. I could hear romantic comedy, happy ending music in my mind. I was goofy, silly, chatty, and giddy. These endorphins carried over into my everyday life. My body confidence grew as my hiking confidence grew. I began to crave the outdoors and made places to hike list. No matter where I was, I yearned for the long paths along forest creeks, the color of evergreen trees. It no longer mattered to me what I looked like or what gear I had or what people said about me. The only mirrors in the outdoors are the ones that self-reflect. Thank you so much for introducing us to this book a little bit. And when I was reading it too, that first like part that you read, I was like, wow, that does feel like a lot, but also no, because that's sometimes our everyday life. So for people who are extremely privileged and don't have to think about those things day in and day out, like wow this is aggressive like I thought this was a book about hiking and I'm like no like if you're a a cis hetero able-bodied male presenting person on a trail maybe that seems aggressive to you and you're like I just want to go outside but if you're anyone else those are some things you have to think about Absolutely. It's so true. It's like what my whole entire work has been the seven years <laughs> I've been doing fat girls hiking and writing this book as well. It's like um, we have different experiences in the outdoors based on who we are and who, how we identify. And um, I think it's important to talk about that and that, um, you know, people aside from the like thin, <laughs> able-bodied cis white men, which is usually what we hear when we hear about hiking. It's I mean, you could Google the word hiking and, it, and look at the images and it's, I've, I've done this recently because I'm like, I wonder if this has changed and it's like gotten a little better, but it's still like just that type of person, which is absolutely, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with being that person, right? Yeah. Absolutely nothing wrong with it, but not everyone is going to connect with um, that experience because we are all so different, obviously. And then this project and this, uh, this sort of experience and community that you've built with Fat Girls Hiking started out on social media, um, and it was just your way of building a community that you hadn't seen and you wanted to make available to people. And then someone approached you and said, I want to talk about the book you're writing. And you said, what? <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, what book? <laughs> I think what I cas um, casually mentioned, like, I'm going to write a book one day, right? Because I'm, I've, you know, I've been a writer since I was a child. I have a degree in writing. I write all the time. I love writing. I love books. It's my most favorite thing. Um, and so I remember, like, I was, like, went on a road trip to open a bunch of Fat Girls Hiking chapters. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to do research for my book, you know, and find, all, <laughs> like, all the best, like, accessible for fat people and, you know, uh, queer people and, like, what, what? 
you know, what is looking through that lens? Like what are the good nature places on this road trip that I'm taking? Um, and so I think I mentioned it like once or twice in my Instagram stories. So it wasn't even like this big thing <laughs> that I made a post about even, it was just like casually in my stories. And then, um, yeah. And then I just got this, it felt pretty random, random email from this amazing publisher in Portland. Um, and they were like, Hey, we would like to meet with you and talk about the book you're writing. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> that, I mean, that would, that would be amazing because you know, yeah, I'm a writer. I like, <laughs> but yeah, I it like was like, write. <laughs> it was a surprise. It was a surprise. Um, uh, and, you know, people have actually asked me, you know, since I started writing the book and um, like, how did, how did that happen? How did you, how did you get a book deal or whatever? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> they just approached me and I said, sure, let's do this. And, um, you know, I think like, I mean, obviously it's a dream come true for me to have a, to publish a book. It's, it's, it was like one of my biggest dreams. And I remember it when I was in college for writing, one of my professors said um, to the class, like, um, you know, it's unlikely that anyone here will ever publish a book. And I understand, like, and I remember just being like very disheartened by that comment. Like, yeah, wow. Like that is, it felt like kind of like a harsh thing to say. Um, and I understand like why she said it because I think as a writer, you have to just write because you can't not write. Um, and that, that is how I feel about writing. It's like my, it's like my biggest passion. Um, yeah. and it's like such a core part of my identity. It's like, I always have a notebook and a book to read with me. Like that is like, and a camera, like that is who I am, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so anyways, yeah, I just, it, it just happened. And I met with, um, um, an editor at Timber Press and, and he brought me a stack of free books. So as a person <laughs> who works in a bookstore, I don't know, a stack of free books about nature. No. I was like, okay, I'm in <laughs> free books. I'm in. Yeah, no, that is definitely a perk of the job that when people bring free books or they show you the shelf and you're like, oh, I can just, I can just take those. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes books are so great they're like someone recently said this so I'm kind of uh, co-opting what they said but somebody said um having having a book with you is like having a friend with you and I totally yeah. believe that and maybe I even wrote this in my book because I, I mean it's just like so it's so it's so part of who I am books you know um so it kind of made sense to turn what Fakras hiking is into a book um just so people can get a sense of like you know, what it, what it all is behind the Instagram account. Cause yes, that is how it started, but it really is this deep dive into, you know, fat activism and body liberation. And, you know, even like talking about body positivity, cause that is really how fat girls taking started. It was like fat, body positivity was like, had suddenly become this like mainstream thing. And, um, and then it's like, you know, kind of just dis dissecting all of that. Like, what does that all mean as like a fat activist and um, working towards making more inclusive spaces. And like um, one of my editors at Timber Press um, said, you know, just think of the book as um, like, like a group hike. So when, like, cause my favorite thing about Fat Girls Hiking is leading group hikes. I, I love being with the community. It really like um, amps me up. Like it really makes me feel so happy to be with other fat people outside and just like, and knowing that it's a space where like, 
I'm not going to be body shamed or fat shamed by the people that I'm with. I'm not going to be left behind on the trail. Like things that are so that we think what that I think a lot of people, unless they've been in that situation might not think of when they're going to go on a group hike. Like I get emails all the time. People saying like, I want to come, this looks really cool. I'm really interested in, and learning more about hiking, but I'm worried that I'll be slow and I don't want to hold anyone back. I don't want to hold the group back and, um, and, and I don't want to get left behind. And I like, that is a big fear, you know? So it's just like the book is sort of like breaking down all these sort of fears and like curiosities and questions that I think specifically fat people have about getting outside, you know? And the, the community aspect of this is so important because that's what it, that's what it is. That's how it all started. Um, but I wanted to hear a little bit about the decision to include all of these community profiles in the book, because it seems obvious that it would, that it would need to be that, but I think it's also just a very powerful choice on your part to make that a center point of this book, because you could just write it. And, and that's the thing, seeing one person doing something gives you the, like, uh, the feeling of an ability to do it yourself or the maybe courage to try it seeing just one person, but having over a dozen profiles in this book of other people in other places all over the country, like it just opens up that window so much more. And so I'm sure that it was an easy choice on your part, but I'd love to hear about the decision to create these community profiles and how you sort of sourced them. And um, that kind of leads into telling us a little bit about the ambassadors too, because you talk about how you like very carefully interviewed them and chose them because it was a, a big responsibility to leave people in charge of these chapters where you wouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, so when I, you know, you know, when I first started the Instagram account, like, you, you know, so it started on social media. Um, it was about me and what I was doing and hikes I was going on and things like that. But like it very quickly, I would say less than a year after I started just like posting about like things that me and my girlfriend at the time were doing, um, people started using the hashtag and I just, it didn't want it to be about me, you know, like I'm, I'm an introvert, which people always deny, <laughs> but like, I'm very, like, I like to be alone. I'm kind of shy and I'm an introvert, but yet I am a leader. Right. So it's like kind of, changing that idea for myself that I could even be a leader, you know? Um, but, but, you know, the, having the community members, like people, I mean, a lot, some of the people in the book I've never met in person. I've just like followed them on social media and, you know, maybe exchanged some messages over, you know, DM, um, and then just, you know, built friendships with them through our shared love of, being outside and our experiences as fab people, you know? Um, and we all have different things that make us different from one another. Like, it's not like, you know, fat people are like this monolith and we all have the same experiences. Obviously, like I'm white, so I have way more privileges than people of color. And like, I don't, I, you know, I can't really speak on that experience because it's not my experience. So I want people um, to, I want to uplift people and, hear the voices of people who have experiences that are different than mine, but, you know, are also fat and, you know, accessing the outdoors and how they do that, you know, because how I access the outdoors is going to be very different than how 
someone who uses a wheelchair accesses the outdoor or like someone like you know with chronic illness like we all experience this thing the same thing very differently um and you know like you said I just want to make sure that like I want people to see themselves reflected in the book and I um and I know that just being who I am that's not gonna people aren't gonna necessarily see themselves reflected um so it's really important to me that um the focus is on the community you know like uh <laughs> I am like uh I, I yeah I don't like to be the center of attention this is like the bottom line <laughs> like doing all this talking and like you know my book and like all this stuff it just it makes me uncomfortable but it is what it is and I like am really excited to get the word out about you know what the community is and um and just the work that the outdoor industry you know as a whole Mm -hmm. as a business as an entity the work that they need to do to make people who are in this community feel more welcomed in any space that's in the outdoors any space that that the outdoor industry is like, they need to be thinking more about, um, how fat people access these things. So, um, that's, that's really, that's really important to me is, is having it not be about me (laughs) comfort levels. And because I really want to hear what other people say, I really love people's stories. Like, um, that's sort I think that's just like sort of how the the faculty hacking blog started. I didn't really have a lot of writing on my blog, um, it mostly was like, I just wanted to like, you know, I, after doing some of the group hikes, I, um, you know, would get to know people obviously, because that's what you do. You just chat, you get to know people, you make friends with the yeah. people that you're hiking with. And that, that is like, so amazing. Like I love connecting with nature. Um, but I love connecting with other people too. And just like learning about them and hearing their stories. And that's really what inspired the, the original blog was I wanted to take, um, this woman that I met on a, on a hike, um, just on a hike, just the two of us. So I could sort of like ask her questions about, you know, her childhood experiences in the outdoors and, um, you know, how does she get outside? What does she like to see? What does she like to do? Is there, you know, barriers that she faces, that kind of stuff. And then take photos because, you know, those are my two things, writing and photography. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was sort of like the beginning of the blog, which later turned into the community profiles in the book, um, was just me asking questions about, people's experiences and um your other question was about the ambassadors oh man so the ambassadors you know I had no idea um that I could be a leader and then (laughs) I had no idea that I could like that this would be an organization when I first started it um I just wanted to hike with people who wouldn't be fat phobic essentially <laughs> um just that was the basic okay cool um but so I started getting emails about people wanting to have group hikes where they lived and I had no idea how to do that I had no idea how to do that I had a, a lot of nervousness and anxiety about how that would even work, you know, logistically, how would that even work? Um, and so I knew that I needed to, um, talk to any person who was going to sort of be like a representative of fat girls hiking. Um, because I, you know, there's like so many parts of it that are just like my personality and who I am and how I lead hikes. Like I know who I am. Um, you know, I'm not going to allow like racism or homophobia or transphobia or any type of bigotry 
in our space. And that is really important to me online and in person. So I, you know, sort of vet the ambassadors, talk to them on, on the phone or Zoom or whatever, um, and get to know them and, um, and, you know, just talk to them about who they are and what their experiences have been like. Um, because that's, you know, having people who are, um, who are like passionate about building community, you know? Um, yeah. And yeah, and it's like, it's been kind of a ride. It's been a little tricky over COVID, to be honest. I have had very low desire to try to do virtual things for Fat Girls Hiking. Yeah. Um, and so we're kind of getting back into it. But, um, you know, I'm really proud of the fact that like I was able to like with no experience in like, building an organization just kind of like based on my instinct and my intuition just like built this organization and you know the most we ever had we had 37 chapters and some in other countries like I mean wow I could say oh I have an international organization like you do that's that's bizarre to me um (laughs) I'm like who am I I'm just like this person who likes to look at leaves and be outside and stuff so um I feel like I like I'm re- I'm a reluctant leader. I used to say <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I I don't really want to be the leader, but I guess that I am. So um, yeah. But there's something really not everyone who either wants to be a leader or becomes a leader can so easily um, like essentially delegate. Like if you're thinking of it as like an infrastructure that is a beautiful way for things to get done in community by relinquishing control, which it's not like like control. You don't want to control it, but that's what it is. And the ability and like the grace to let it live and run around on its own is so beautiful. And like, I hope that that brings you so much joy because being able to see it exist in these pages brought me so much joy to just, see someone start something, have a beautiful idea and do it for themselves. And then for it to just like grow legs and wander off on its own trail. (laughs) Like, I hope that that brings you so much joy and it looks like it does. Yeah, it really does. And you're you're totally right. It's like, I always said that fat girl psyching is my baby. Um, And Mm -hmm. so I'm very protective of it, which, you know, comes down to the like, who we bring on as ambassadors and stuff like that. And I'm, I feel like I'm still, I'm, I'm just evolving as I go because I don't really know what I'm doing. And I think that's okay. I think that we, we need more of that in the world of people being like, I'm really passionate about this thing. I don't have experience and I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to just go for it. You know, like, I don't think we hear that enough. And I think, I think it's important for people because, you know, we think about like what success is, you know, and I've had so many people that have interviewed me um, talk about like, what is, what is success? And I just like, I honestly just kind of hate that question because I think background hiking is successful because it has reached people. And like, I also just mm-hmm. hate the word success. <laughs> like, I feel like it's just like yeah. this, um, expectation. And like yeah, like there's an yeah. end that you're trying to reach and it's still just, it's going to continue growing and evolving. It's never going to end yes. as long as people are receiving it. Exactly. And, and I'm going to keep changing because I'm always just trying to be the better version of myself. And, um, and like, I encourage others to do the same. And I, you know, there's always more that I can do to, you know, whatever, to, to make the community more 
just better for, for more people. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, it is a process and it is like, a. it's not, yeah, I think it's the same way when you talk about, um, well, when, when we talk about like, you know, um, body love or self love or, um, you know, trying to like disentangle from diet culture. It's like, it's not like this easy thing that you just do and one day you're there um, and then you're there forever. It's just like a process, just like most things, you know? Um, and I think that we very rarely talk about the process. We, we all, almost always talk about like the end result, which I think is like, right? Like this, the book, the book is an end result, right? Um, yeah. And I love that. And I think it's beautiful. And I'm so, so proud of this book. And, and I also read it and think like, oh, there's some things that I could have improved. Like there are some things, you know, that, you know, maybe could have been different um, to make it like more inclusive or better. And that's okay. And I don't think of that as like a failure or a success. I just think of that as like, it is what it is. And, um, and it's important that this book exists and that the people in it are uh, telling their stories and that people are listening to their stories and that we give people a voice to talk about um, things that they love, you know, and, and how they, and how, and how people access the outdoor. It's just so beautiful to me um, to see all these different people in the book. And it's still very weird for me to see so many pictures of myself. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I didn't choose the photos. The, the publisher did. I gave them all the oh, photos. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of chose where they went and I'm like, oh, wow, that's so cute. That's a, <laughs> that's a very wild outfit you're wearing there. Yep. Right. You know, just, um, but I, but I just love that, that, um, there's different conversations being had about the outdoors and nature and hiking. Um, when I first started Fat Girls Hiking, I read every single book um, about women hiking. So Wild, of course, is like one of my most mm-hmm. favorite. Uh, and Cheryl Strait is a Portland writer. So like, you know, I was living in Portland when I started Fat Girls. I was like, yeah. I'm, are we connected? You know, <laughs> um, so I'm like definitely a fan of, of her writing. Um, but, you know, still it was like, um, it's like cool to hear stories about women hiking and stuff like that, but it still wasn't the same as mine. So I think that this kind of, this book kind of fills, um, that void that, um, that is needed in the hiking, uh, section. And I also love that. It's like, it's not just like a typical hiking book. It's like, because it's me, it's like, this is me in a book form. <laughs> it's like self-care, yeah. right? It's like my childhood trauma. So fun. <laughs> but like, you know, I love, I, I went to school, like, I really love memoir and like creative nonfiction writing mm-hmm. is like my favorite. Um, so yeah, just like, you know, it has all the things that, um, that I see that I saw were lacking at, like, it's like the book that I wanted when I first started Fat Girl Hiking. So what a, what a cool thing to <laughs> have it. Well, and like, I, here. I'm sure that everyone that reads will have like a different favorite section. Like I love the whole thing. But my, and this probably just tells you so much about my personality, but my, my favorite section is how to hike. Oh, yay. (laughs) I love that. Okay. Because I love a, like, I have, I love to research things before I go and do them. I love to camp. So I go camping a lot and I have a pack and I have certain things, but like had the same gear struggles that you talk about in the book and they're like seeing just a list that 
covered things that aren't usually covered um, or just in general, like that you're not talking about or people aren't, I've never seen a book that like considers or talks about thigh deodorant because <laughs> non-chafing, like it is like, if you're gonna go outdoors and you are a fat person, you're thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And actually my best friend who is like my, my right-hand woman with Fat Girls Hiking, she makes this amazing, like we call it chub rub salve, but she yeah. makes it in her tiny kitchen and it is the best. And I have like a little one in my pack, but no, totally. Like, you, you know, even, yeah, there's no, there's no list that includes that um, no. in, in other hiking books. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool to be like, yeah, bring, bring, bring some chub rub salve. Bring some chub you're rub gonna, if you're going outside. <laughs> you're going to want it. <laughs> but yeah, I love, like, I love when I like look at a, a list or it's like, you know, what to bring based on where you're going or, or what you're doing. And, but especially that I feel like sometimes people will say, you know, like, this is like just a jumping off point, do what you need to do for you. But that is made clear throughout this entire book that it's like, this is a jumping off point. I think you maybe say that at the beginning of every section, you're like, this is me, listen to your body, do what you need to do. Um, which there's just such consideration in that, in that there isn't in so many other like guides or books they are just saying like, if you, if you want to be the best or you want to go the furthest or do the most, um, like here's what you need to do. And this, this book offered such a different idea of access. Um, and it's, I'm just so glad that it exists. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so glad it exists too, honestly. Um, yeah, it's just, um, it's, like I said, it's a dream. It's a dream come true, honestly, to just to have, um, just to have this information for people to, to have, you know, like, um, I've been hearing stories from people who have had the book over the last couple of weeks that it's been out. And, you know, someone at REI that works at REI sent me a photo of it on the shelves. And I'm like, REI is carrying my book. That's pretty cool. I don't really promote REI because I don't think that they're very inclusive to fat people. So I'm just like, but I really love that they're carrying my book. And so, you know, maybe somebody who's like in REI being like, oh, their size selection sucks, um, can be like, whoa, look <laughs> at this book. That's, I'll buy this instead of, you know, pants that only go to 2x or whatever so yeah <laughs> it's the little things let's be real it's the little things <laughs> and then I wanted to uh we've talked about you know constantly evolving changing finding ways to uh, become the best and better versions of ourselves and I would love to hear if you made any discoveries along the way when you were putting this book together whether it was a new place that you found while you were driving around and, and writing or uh, a new thing that you realized about your, like your hiking practices. And like, just, even if it's a little thing here and there, like little discoveries that you made while putting this into book form. Oh boy. Um, I realized that writing a book is a lot harder than I thought <laughs> as a, a first time author. Um, 
just, you know, I just didn't even know what the process was at all. Um, I did some Googling before I signed my book contract, you know, to, to see, you know, what was, what the deal was, but, um, but it, it was a very long process. Writing a book is a very long process. Um, and I, you know, I struggle with imposter syndrome and have bad anxiety. So, um, it was really like, <laughs> for me, it was like constantly being like, you know what, like reminding myself that I know what I'm talking about, that I have this idea that I'm not, um, I'm not an expert, right? Like what is an expert? It's the same kind of idea of the word success for me. It's like very loaded expert. Um, and to me, I just kept telling myself, like, um, you know what you're talking about, you know, you, you know, even though like, uh, sometimes it might be a struggle for me to, find how to say things. I know what I'm talking about. And, um, and I, and, and, and it matters what I'm saying matters, right? My voice matters. Um, the book matters and it's important. And I think that's like, um, through the process of writing it was, uh, it was a struggle. I gotta be real. It was a struggle. Um, and maybe that's just like, you know, my mental health stuff that I, deal with regardless of what I'm doing if I'm writing a book or just living my life um but it was a struggle for me the process um the thing is is like I know myself and I know that like even if something's hard I like have to be really loving to myself I cry a lot first of all and then (laughs) I'm like just really loving and gentle and kind to myself and remind myself of who I am good the good things about who I am, you know, and surround myself with amazing community and people and that love me and know me well. Um, and that was like, I don't know what I would have done. I think it's just like, it's a really big struggle. And I just keep doing it anyways, because it's so important to me to give um, this space to open up this space to more people, because I really like, I love the outdoors. I, I, <laughs> every single day I'm doing something outside because it's like so important to my self-care and my healing. Like I face this oppression in my, in the culture that we live in. Like I face fat phobia, homophobia, like, you know, sexism all the time, every day I see it in, you know, things that I watch on TV and, um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm a, <laughs> uh, college educated, not that it matters, but like, you know, I, I like to criticize or, um, not criticize is not the right word. I like to analyze these, mm-hmm. um, moments, um, within like pop culture that I see. Um, but I also need, and, and I like that that feels like important to me to like, you know, look at how culture affects us personally as individuals and then I also like need an outlet to shed the oppression right to like feel just like a person who's like in matters and is important and um and for me that is really like connecting to the outdoors and um and I have done it in various ways I've climbed mountains and you know, done all different sorts of activities in the outdoors, but like, sometimes it's just as basic as like watching the rain or, you know, putting my bare feet on, you know, wet grass or something, or just like looking closely at a leaf. And that really offers me such healing. Um, cause it's like a deeper way to connect with myself 
And that I think is like, that is something I wasn't expecting, to be honest, when I started Fat Girls Hiking, the connection that I would um, grow with myself and how nature is such a part of that for me. Just, um, I don't know. I think it's just like, I love where I live. I love the nature where I live. I'm just obsessed with the Pacific Northwest. Um, and I live on the Oregon coast now. So it's like, I'm 10 minutes from the ocean and, oh, so it's like, <laughs> I don't know if people, I, I know, I feel like a weirdo, which is fine. Proud weirdo. Um, but like just how much I really love nature and how, uh, it really gives me so much. And so this is just my, if I can give people that space to like find their own connection with nature, um, in whatever ways that they need or can, even if it's just like connecting with their houseplants, which is valid and important as well. Um, then that's, that means a lot to me because our earth needs more people who want to protect it. And our natural spaces need more people to be like, you know, I love this and I don't want it to go away. Right. So it's not just the community and it's like this bigger thing, right. It's like start small and then it just grows. And I feel like I'm rambling, which is just how I <laughs> I'm always like, did, did I answer your original question? Uh yes. <laughs> Okay, cool. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, that is a, that is a discovery that I know, like it can, it's seen in the book, like that, that discovery is happening because you asked yourself those questions while you were in those essays that you were putting together. Like, those are the questions you're asking yourself. And I hope that everyone who picks this book up is also, cause it starts with asking those questions. Like you're not going to find that connection with nature or what you need or what nature could possibly even offer you if you don't ask yourself those questions to begin with. So I hope that everyone who picks this up is able to ask themselves those questions. I know that this book is going in my pack and it's going to stay there as like just a little like hiking Bible to go with me now. Um, And I am so grateful for that. And for all of our listeners, we have copies at Skylight Books that you can pick up in store or online. And for everyone listening, my guest again today was Summer Mishad Skog. And you can get Fat Girls Hiking, an inclusive guide to getting outdoors at any size or ability in stores now. Thanks so much for joining me, Summer. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. Please don't forget to visit our website at skylightbooks.com and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for more author talks and bookseller conversations. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Stay safe and healthy, and we hope to see you back in our store soon.